Alright, 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 welcome back to Let's Chat Life. I'm your host, Lucas Zdorovich. And I'm your other host, Nick Snellgrove. And today we are recording after a long hiatus. Welcome back. Uh, yep. So, <laughs> today we are just going to be playing an episode of Never Have I Ever. Uh, right now this is going to be a part one of two, so it's going to be a little shorter. Because in part two, we have a new host that's coming on the show. Wow. That's going to be pretty impressive. But as for now, just sit back, relax, grab a snack, and listen to two teenagers talk about dumb stuff. <laughs> Speaking of snacks, we are currently, uh, Nick and I are in the same room, so we're in person. Yep. And we have pizza and cookies. Ooh. Yummy. And Fanta, because Nick's personality is orange. <laughs> anyway. So, Nick, do you want to start, or should I start? Uh, you can start. All right. I'm going to start with my story. Never have I ever made a that's what she said joke. Mm-hmm. So let me explain no, this because... I would never. I would never make it. Are you sure, Nick? I have never, ever, ever made You've never those. made a joke like that. No. Are we positive? Mm. Anyway. So this joke wasn't just like any that's what she said joke. This joke almost cost me my job. So... For a little bit of context, I work a volunteer job for Vote 16 Michigan, which is a nonpartisan political organization. I'm not going to go into all that. But we were meeting with the state senator, who currently champions a bill that we are writing. Uh, But this was my first meeting with him. And I was, like, coming up. I was rising some of the ranks before I, like, got to the position I am now. But I was there because I was, like, a director of legislative strategy. And... We're talking, we're in this meeting, right? So this is my first big meeting with someone. Uh, and everything's going smoothly. Uh, and then all of a sudden, I completely forget my filters. So this has already went really bad. I forget what he said, but it was something like along the lines of, like, they just they had to smack that bill and punish the Republicans really hard. And they had to punish them real bad. And without even thinking, as a reflex, I just straight up go, that's what she said. And, like, my smile went away so fast. It was like, I did not just do that in front of my boss. That was embarrassing. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully, none of them heard it. And (laughs) I was like, oh, my God. But, like, in my, like, literally, I was like, I'll be right back. I muted my microphone. I turned off my camera and just said, the F word really loud. Oh, it's over was, Zoom. Yeah, it was over Zoom. Okay. Yeah, the senator was in Ann Arbor. Uh, my boss was in Novi. I was in Rochester. So, yeah. That was fun. And I am so glad that I still have that job. So, Nick, what about you? Have you ever made a that's what she said joke at an inappropriate time? Um, not that I remember. I have made a your mom joke. To someone whose mom's dead. So that was an accident. Um, back in middle school, I that's like, the worst. <laughs> I developed the I developed the habit of saying your mom to everything. And oh then, my god! Yeah. So that was you were that kid. Yeah. So that got a bit awkward. Um, but I just like. To, I apologize, everyone. I'll cut you that out. Should. All right, I apologize. Technical difficulties. That got a bit awkward. Um, but 
I don't think I can remember a time where I made a that's what she said joke. Could you just imagine being at like a funeral or something? (laughs) And just like, you're, everyone's really sad. And someone's just like, she was so good with her hands. And then someone in the crowd just goes, that's what she said. You would probably get like, it would be your funeral the next day. Yeah, you'd be sharing a casket with that person. Yeah. Like, like they would throw you in the casket, <laughs> like as they're burying it. No, they put you under the casket as they're lowering it into the ground. <laughs> All right. Well, with that being said, Nick, that is your turn. Uh, so never have I ever raised a supervillain. What? Um. <laughs> so we did the psychology project, right? Oh, where we rate where we raised egg babies for a week uh and i decided instead of like taking it seriously and uh raising it to be a kind-hearted individual i decided i wanted to raise a supervillain. so first off was the naming process and i couldn't give it a good name because you got to start somewhere Mm-hmm. So I named him Hypothesis, Sparkle Jolly Twinkle. Uh, to put to give some context to that last name, Nick was in Elf the Musical. Yeah. So, so um, I w- so that kid's gonna get bullied, right? There's like no no uh, no avoiding that. Um, I I really just did whatever I could in my power. To uh, raise a child that would hate the universe uh, and be as I even I kept him in instead of making like a holder or a carrier um, like a nice like one with pillows I used a computer part uh, and put him in there so was that was, what that was yeah he was basically sitting in like a CD drive uh, and it looked like a really yeah. s- cool super villain yeah. chair it was this really heavy metal thing too yeah. Like, to be fair, I didn't do much better. I kept him in a solo cup with some fabric. Yeah, teenagers make really bad parents. Yeah, no crap. I think, honestly, we all raised a supervillain. And then our the kid that sits next to us, we're not going to mention their name, uh, straight up raised a dead baby. That's... That was funny. Oof. But yeah, uh, I wouldn't say I raised a supervillain, but... Uh, you kept your kid in a cup. And then you held it by a string. Okay, when you say it like that, I listen, Nick. We don't need CPS on us. <laughs> like, let's not go into detail. <laughs> to be fair, everyone kept theirs in like a cardboard box. Straight up, one of the kids in our class didn't use a mason jar. Yeah, and some <laughs> kids kept it in their backpacks. Like it. I saw some kid literally throw theirs against the wall on the first day, and I was like, you realize you need to make that last till Friday, yeah. right? And they were like, you're kidding me. I was like, nope. Teenagers make really bad parents. Uh, They're, we're also just, like, really stupid. Yeah. You haven't noticed? <laughs> yeah. But it's funny because, Nick, you uh, kept it also in an orange sweater, and that egg ended up growing up to be Vector. And currently oh, lives on the no, moon. I literally wrote. I you literally would, Nick raised, raised Vector. Vector. To be fair, if it wasn't for Vector, we would never get to see Gru and his minions living happily ever after with Lucy. Exactly. And what are the three That's kids? The Margo, Agnes, and Edith. Right? Why do you? Why are we talking about Despicable Me? Because it's a good movie. No, 
All right, hot take. Well, welcome back. Okay, yeah. All right, so I think it's my turn to do a second story. Yeah. Uh, never have I ever... Uh, t- oh, God, which one do I want to do out of these two? Okay, never have I ever torn my pants. <laughs> this one's funny. So I'm in middle school. Nick and I go to the same high school, but we went to two different middle schools because we have, like, two separate feeder schools. Uh so I'm in that middle school. This is in eighth grade when this happened. So it's like the worst time for something to happen in middle school. <laughs> and uh, so I was a little bit of a heavier kid. Like I lost a lot of weight over quarantine, but like back then I was a little heavier. So pants fit me a little tighter. <laughs> that sounded so weird. <laughs> this, but like, uh, like uh, I was a little, just uh, had tighter pants because of it. And so during lunch, we had a 30-minute lunch slash recess thing. Right. Or it was like in the last 15 minutes of lunch, if you wanted to go outside or be in the hallway, like there had this little area, you could. Mm. So we were doing that. And since it was winter, it was indoors because it was like snowing. So we weren't able to go outside. Right. But with that being said, my friends and I are just messing around. And like, I'm sure some people know like those big windows that have like the little tiny ledge on them to set things oh, by the yeah, window. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm sitting on that ledge, right? And I try to kick one of my friends, like that is like coming diagonally to me. So as I do, right down the center of my crotch, I'm talking like on full underwear exposed. (laughs) It was really, it was god awful <laughs> like i'm talking it was loud too it was like so like and here's the worst part my language arts teacher watched the entire thing happen oh no and i had him next hour did you have to get like pants from the office nope i straight up i went to the office i called my mom and she i mean my dad and he brought me another pair of pants and i thought that was the most awkward phone call I ever had to make was just like hey dad can you bring me another pair of pants I don't want to explain what just happened (laughs) he's like do you need underwear I'm like shockingly no (laughs) he's like then what happened I'm like you'll see it when you get here (laughs) and it was really bad but I'm so glad like thankfully no one else really saw but, like, I was doing, like, my legs were together in the hall, and I was, like, taking extra small steps walking to the office. Like, I looked like a penguin going down the hall. It was fantastic. So, Nick, have you ever torn your pants in an embarrassing manner or done something with your pants at school? I haven't torn my pants. Um, I have, however, bore witness to one of my good friends at homecoming junior year. Oh, God, that's right. Uh, completely just... <laughs> he was wearing dress pants and didn't even... I, like, I don't remember who it was, but I remember you telling me about it. He didn't do, like, the splits or anything. Like, he didn't do anything crazy. He literally just bent over a little bit and just completely <laughs> tore them down the center. Uh, <laughs> and I remember uh, looking on his Snapchat story... Uh, I, I was like trying to resist telling people because it was embarrassing, um, but I remember starting to tell people when I looked on his Snapchat story and saw, "Well, boys, it's gonna be a rough night, ya boy." Uh, five minutes into homecoming, 
ripped his pants straight down the middle, and there's a base based entirely off of what you just said. I have a guess as to who it was, because <laughs> there's only one person I know who uses that language. Uh, and the, <coughs> the picture attached was a mirror selfie of him looking oh. very apathetic into the mirror as he holds basically two separate pieces of fabric. Was it was it like barely connected by like the belt line? <laughs> It was like, yeah, it was bad. It oh my was, god! Could you imagine slicing pants down the middle and then just like using your belt to like hold them together? <laughs> he came back wearing um, old dress pants, uh, and he came back a hero. There's like a twelve person group hug. It was, it was a very, it was a very good redemption story. Uh, that's honestly like. At homecoming, there um, that were there were a lot of people at this one. It was like what I think student council told me it was an eighty percent or seventy nine eighty percent turnout rate. It was from crazy. just RHS kids alone. Plus, it was like an additional four hundred from other schools. Yeah, it was a crazy. It, it was, was so packed. much fun though. It was yeah. awesome, and of course, like half the people were outside. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, uh, so we did that. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I'll get our last one here. Uh, Never have I ever publicly proposed. Now, um, Nick's 16 and married everybody. <laughs> no. So, um, so that's how you, so did you marry like, let me just ask, did you marry like a chicken or something? Yeah. <laughs> and like, I, I give birth to Vector. <laughs> um, so, as previously mentioned, uh, I was in Elf the Musical, right? And about oh yeah, a day before the first show, this is like the rehearsal before opening night. My director walks up to me uh, and goes, uh, "So the scene was the two main characters uh, in the front, like going on a date, and then a bunch of uh, ba- a bunch of background characters just uh, doing everyday things." But the problem was, when the lights went up, uh, there was no one on stage yet, because the two main characters had to come on from backstage. So, to set the scene, my director decided uh, to put me in stage center Mm -hmm. with a freshman girl, uh, and he looked me down in the eyes and said, all right, now when the curtain goes up, what I need you to do is get down on one knee. And I said, you're kidding me. Uh, so, basically, this wonderful, wonderful date scene for all five shows was started by me going down on one knee, opening up my hands like I was holding a ring, and getting brutally rejected. Slapped in the face. I was at the show. He got full on kicked. <laughs> I did not. He did not. <laughs> I didn't get yeah. slapped. Um, she dumped her water bottle all over <laughs> it. Yeah. But don't worry. Um, because as actors, it's our job to take something and run with it. So the story's not done. Uh, after getting rejected, my job was to go uh, and bury myself into someone else's arms, another guy lead, um, and 
give him the ring. And what our director decided we should do with it next is um, this other guy would go over to our friend and show him the ring, but then get de- uh, but then he had to tie his shoes. So basically what oh, he did no. was he showed him the ring and then got down on one knee uh, and the other guy <laughs> thought he was proposing. So basically for five shows straight, it would go, I got rejected, I gave the ring to another guy, he showed it to another guy, and then uh, had to basically mimic explaining to another guy that he was not in fact proposing. Oh my god. I actually, believe it or not, have a similar story. What? So this is, it's a little bit of a stretch in similarity, but at the same time, it's the same amount of public embarrassment. Only, the difference is, Nick, you had a few thousand. Try Mm 110,000. So, it was the day before Labor Day, uh, (laughs) I think 2017? Yeah, 2017. Uh, and so we live in Michigan, so I was going to see a Michigan game. It was Michigan versus, I think, Cincinnati. This is before Cincinnati was a national championship contender like they are right now. So they were kind of garbage. But nonetheless, it was still a good game. It was fun. Uh, and going to the big house, me and my dad were – we didn't have nosebleed seats like in the other student section areas kind of stuff. We had a bit higher up seats, but they were they were solid seats. They were fun seats. And uh, – we're sitting there, and the third quarter comes around, and it's like the third quarter ends and whatnot, so it's like not halftime show or anything. Right. And my dad's like, all right, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Do you want anything from food? I'm just like, uh, sure. Can I just get some water or something? Because I'm not really hungry. I'm dying of thirst, though. He's like, absolutely. I'm going to be right back. So he goes, and they start doing kiss camp. Oh, you can God. already see where this is going. I was... 13 when this happened this was like oh my gosh i realize i've done like there's two middle school stories in this now but so i was going into seventh grade i was 13 years old or no i was was 12 i turned 13 that year like i was gonna turn 13 so what happened with the kiss yeah so we're going they're going around to random people and just going like, kiss cam, kiss cam, ooh, oh yeah, mm, yeah, kiss cam, oh yum, yum, yum. And then all of a sudden, like, I'm just like looking at it and I'm just like, whatever, I mean, there's nothing better to watch when I'm going to stare at the field. And then I see it's me and the girl next to me. Oh no. And it was a random person. It was right? a random person. And there's, it's a packed house. Like, we're talking there's at least 90,000 people there. Like, the maximum capacity is 110,000 at the big house. It's, like, the biggest stadium in America, the second biggest in the world, like, the largest in North Korea. So it's near full packed. How old did the girl look? She was, like, three years older than me. Ew. And I was, like, I am 12. <laughs> and I felt, like... I legit, thank goodness they weren't recording anything. I straight up, I, I looked for the camera, like, as frantically, and, like, while I was looking for it, I was, like, doing, like, the, the motion with my hand by my neck, going, no, no. The girl was just too embarrassed to say anything. I was like, I was like, cut, cut, cut. Uh, <laughs> they, they were 
like, and someone was like, come on. And I'm, out, I'm like, I don't know her. See, that's bad. I was like, I'm 12. That's bad for you. But imagine you now going to your kids' camp and expecting you to kiss a 12-year-old. Oh, oh my god, that would be the worst. That's a reality that's check. That's a right reality now. check. Oh my god. I feel like that would happen. Didn't our band director get on like Michigan's camera? Yeah, he got on Michigan's camera. Yeah, there's like, a whole gif of him. Yeah, no, he was going like <laughs> he was doing like the you suck chant and like straight up like there's a gif of him. It was really funny. Yeah, and I think uh, my old homeroom teacher at middle school uh, at the Michigan-Michigan State game this year, she got on camera because she was wearing something crazy. Like, our band director has officially met his match for Michigan fandom. <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty funny, but oh, my God. Like, I felt like if you've seen the video, if you've seen this clip, you know what I'm talking about if you're a hockey fan. It was at, like, I think it was a Bruins game or a Penguins game. I forget which one. But, like, it was doing the kiss cam thing, and it got to two people, and then he literally had a sign. He was like, just in case. He unfolded a piece of paper that said, my sister, and pointed at her. What? <laughs> like, they expected the brother and sister okay, to kiss okay. on camera. But I was like, oh my god, how? How many times do you have to go on the, do you have to, like, go to a game with your sister and get on the kiss cam? That you have to actively start bringing a sign. <laughs> there's, there's no way that it wasn't staged. Yeah. They had to have staged that. Like, I'm sorry, I refuse, and I mean 100% refuse to believe that you went to a freaking <laughs> professional sporting event <laughs> with your sister and just ran by random selection happened to be holding a sign that said my sister and get on kiss cam there's no way that wasn't staged <laughs> like they he straight up called the nhl or whichever team it was it was just like hey i got an idea for a viral clip That's there's no way like i like there's no way it wasn't staged <laughs> it was so funny yeah I, th- I think i remember now it was a bruins versus uh what is it maple leafs game if i'm not mistaken uh, let's someone fact check me on that, but yeah. oh my god, I can only imagine. Kiss cams are weird. Kiss cams are. Weird. <laughs> Should we just do an episode just talking about kiss cams? No, <laughs> that would just be. Oh my gosh! So you're putting with you and a stranger, but that's the TikTok sound. It's like two friends in a room. They, they might, might kiss. kiss. Oh my god. <laughs> you know which two teachers I'm thinking of all of a sudden now. Oh my god. Alright. <laughs> yep, and with well, that being said. Dude, that got gross. Thanks. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening to that. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>